Hello, everybody. What's going on? Happy December. It's kind of crazy to know that we're at the end of the year already. <clears throat> I feel like I feel like it happened so fast, and I know I say that every year, so it shouldn't surprise me that I feel surprised that we're already at December. I think that's just part of being an adult, is that the years seem to go by a little bit faster. But regardless, I am kind of can't believe that we're already here at the end of the year. But I have to say, I think most years I start to get a little introspective and very backward looking in that I look back at what happened in 2022 or whatever year it was, what could have gone different, what do I wish I had achieved by the end of this year that I haven't actually achieved, what am I excited about, what went well, what what was something I was really successful about. It's not all just <laughs> me saying my regrets about the past. But I tend to look backwards. I tend to look back at the year that just was. And I think this year... I am so excited about everything that's to come in 2023 that my reflection as I've reached the end of the year is really forward-looking, which is good. I think that's healthy. That feels like a very nice way to be ringing in the new year, looking at all of the things to come. <clears throat> and I do think that a lot of people, I think it's going to be a good year for all of us. I just, I have this feeling that, you know, we obviously had a very hard past couple years and, and so much was happening and there was so much unknown and it feels like things are hitting a normal feeling again, but at the same time, we have a new outlook, I think, that came from everything we went through in 2020, 2021, and, you know, even 2022 that I think is is very healthy again, even just hybrid work that feels like a much better way to live our lives than what we were doing before 2020 but also so much better than what we were living through in 2020 of course so there's a lot of excitement about 2023 in general but I also personally feel really excited for 2023 because it's going to be a really big year for me there's a lot going on in this coming year that <clears throat> I'm really excited about and really looking forward to. The first one being it will be um, I, I'm going on tour. I'm going on tour for the first time and it's really exciting. It's a little overwhelming just thinking about getting to all these different places but I'm so excited and I'm so excited to see all of you guys and meet you in different places across the country not just in New York City and get a chance to to laugh together so I'm really excited about that and I've announced a lot of those locations already but there are more to come so keep your ears and eyes open if you live in a city that I haven't announced a show in yet you might be coming on the list but in addition to the tour I am also getting married next year and that is super exciting and I think I just have this suspicion that January is going to hit we're going to be in 2023 and the entire year until my wedding is just going to be this huge blur it's just going to be this race and not intentionally I'm trying really hard not to race to things that I'm excited about and looking forward to I'm really trying to 
enjoy the moment that I'm in but it's so hard when you have exciting things coming up you kind of just want to get there or you're planning and you're thinking about it so much that your brain is kind of living in that future place but I do have this suspicion that the new year is gonna hit and it is just going to fly to my wedding and it's gonna sneak up on me and it's gonna be here before I even knew it and so I I've done a lot in this year of prep for the wedding. So that brings me to today's topic, which is wedding planning and being a a bride-to-be and the craziness, the fun, the stress, all of the many emotions that come with planning a wedding because there are many. And it's also something that I think, I, I can't speak for everyone, but I know myself and a lot of my friends, it's something you think about for a large part of your life. I mean, I think I was thinking about my wedding in middle school, high school, when I was so far, obviously, from getting married, but starting to think about, oh, I'd like to do this, or I'd like to do that, and I'm thankful to say that all of those terrible ideas I had at age 12, I am no longer committed to. Um, Some really ridiculous, you know, like, oh, we're only going to serve nachos, which honestly sounds like a great wedding, but anyway, you think about it for so long, and then it comes and it suddenly you're in the middle of planning this this giant event and it's unlike anything you've ever done before and it's just it's a whirlwind of emotions and I I think it's also something that gets hyped up both in good and bad ways right like there's so many movies tv shows songs, everything about a wedding and planning a wedding and they just exaggerate because that's what content does. That's why we like to watch TV because it's reality heightened. But you see it enough times and you expect there to be a monster in law. You expect it to be so extravagant that you can never even fathom, you know, how many individual peonies are going to be on your aisle. You expect there to be drama over who's going to get invited and who's going to sit where and you and your mom are going to fight. And I have to say, at least at this point, it hasn't been that bad. (laughs) And in fact, it's actually been, dare I say, fun. And I wasn't expecting that. I really, and that's a ridiculous thing to say. And I think to me makes me feel like we should maybe reframe the way we think about wedding planning that I expected it to be challenging and arduous and stressful and not very fun. That's ridiculous. This is supposed to be the happiest day of your life. Getting there should be a good time. And obviously there are going to be moments of stress. You're planning something massive that both you, your fiance, your parents, their parents, and inevitably a lot of other people that you didn't ask for, but they all have strong opinions. Obviously, there's going to be stress involved somewhere. But I think for the most part, it's really about the attitude you bring to wedding planning that makes the biggest difference. And so I've tried to have a very, I've tried to be as laid back as I can. And I watched too many of my friends and family members. This is one of the benefits to getting married a little bit later. I'm 30. So Many of my friends and family have already gone through this process and I've gotten to watch it as a bystander, sometimes more involved than others. And I've seen people I love and care about work themselves into a tizzy 
over details that when I got to the wedding, I didn't even freaking notice. Like people going crazy over the font of the program for the ceremony. And I'm like, I got the program. I looked at it. I said, oh, that's nice. And then I turned it into a fan because it was hot out that day. And it was the only thing that I could do to calm myself down. So when I went into wedding planning, one of the first things that I did was prioritize what mattered to me and what I was going to feel strongly about and what I was going to let have effect on me. And when I was thinking about that, I yes, I thought about, okay, what do I care about? Like, what do I like at this wedding? But I also thought about, as a guest of weddings, what has actually affected my experience? What has made me walk away from a wedding and say, wow, that was an amazing time I just had? Or, oh my God, that was the worst wedding I ever went to. And I've been to both. (laughs) I've been to weddings that... I wish I could copy and paste and just put my face on the bride's body and be like, that's my wedding because it was amazing and wonderful and beautiful and personal and all of the things you want a wedding to be. And then I've I've also been to weddings that feel like train wrecks, that feel like Charlotte's wedding and Sex in the City where like literally everything goes wrong and everyone is uncomfortable the whole time. And so the more I thought about it, I was like, all right, as a guest, the most important thing is the music and the open bar <laughs> and theoretically the food but like who who expects really good food from a wedding if you go to a wedding and you get amazing food that is such a bonus that is such a value added moment and I'm not saying I don't want that I hope the food at my wedding is the best thing you've ever eaten but when you're cooking for 200 people I just I'm not putting that bar on myself I'm not saying to myself if the food isn't absolutely perfect I'm gonna have a terrible time the food's gonna be good I'm not serving fast food you know what I mean like I want to serve good food but I I just want to be realistic about it and then I also want to think about okay what are people gonna remember and one of the things I think they're gonna remember or at least I'm certainly gonna remember is my dress and so another reason I wanted to talk about this this week is because two days ago I picked out my wedding dress and it was a very exciting moment. Sort of a relief, but but mostly just exciting because it was the first thing that I think really made the wedding feel real. Because as you're booking all of these other vendors or coming up with ideas for the wedding, even asking your bridesmaids and groomsmen, it's all very theoretical, right? So like, We booked our DJ, we watched videos, we talked to him on Zoom, we, you know, looked at his website. We feel really great about him, but we have no idea what he's going to do at our wedding. We've never seen him DJ live, you know, we've never been in that experience. Same thing with flowers, it's like your florist or you find a picture of a bouquet you really like, you're like, oh, I want a bouquet like this, but it's not my bouquet. You know, I'm not holding the bouquet of flowers that I will be holding next year. It's just sort of an idea of something. And I think the wedding dress is the first thing that you try on exactly what you will be wearing at the future event. And so that is the first thing that feels like, okay, this is real and it's happening. It's not just in my imagination. I'm not just doodling it in my notebook like I've been doing since fourth grade. 
this is a very real thing. And I got my dress from Justin Alexander. Uh, really, like, I got to meet Justin too, which was really exciting. And learned that it was a family business. And it's been in the, gener- like, it's three generations deep. So his grandfather actually started the business, his grandparents, in veils. And then they moved to gowns. And I just loved that. And everything about the experience felt really special and my mom and my mother-in-law-to-be got to come, which was also really nice to have both of them there with me when I made this choice. And it was just really fun. And that surprised me. <laughs> and this is something that has been really surprising for me. And I don't know if other brides feel this way. In fact, I know a lot don't. So I don't know if I just got lucky. But when I got engaged, I was happy. But I was also, once we got past the engagement and we were starting to think about planning a wedding, I actually was pretty nervous for a minute. Not about getting married, not about something going wrong on the day or or whatever. I was nervous about my ability to plan a wedding because I am very indecisive cripplingly sometimes and I've talked about this before so you might know this about me but like I I can't even go to a restaurant without reading the menu like 19 times and going back and forth and back and forth sometimes I even as a grown adult will text Pat or my parents and be like what do you think I should get and they're like you are 30 years old make a decision yourself get the french dip because it's going to be delicious and I knew that a wedding where the stakes felt really high, much higher than French dip or Angus burger, I, I, I assumed that making decisions for that would feel impossible and, and paralyze me to some extent. And I felt particularly nervous about picking the wedding dress. And there's kind of a reason for that. So when I was in high school and the prom was coming up and I was – really excited I was into the prom you know like I couldn't wait and prom is like the high the wedding of high school right you know and especially when it comes to that dress and I'm sure some people don't care I cared way too much I was so invested in what's my prom dress gonna be I I want it to look this way or that way and I went shopping with my mom and my grandma and we went to a store and I tried on a bunch of dresses and I was able to narrow it down to two there was a pink dress and a blue dress I was like sleeping beauty, you know, where they're like, make it pink, make it blue, make it pink, make it blue. And I could not make a decision and choose between these dresses to save my life. I, I do not think I'm exaggerating when I say I must have tried on each one of those dresses seven times. Going pink to blue to pink to blue and standing there and doing a twirl and looking at it this angle and take a picture of it and look at it from this angle And I just, I couldn't make a decision. The poor sales lady must have wanted to just like rip the dress off of me and shove me out of her store because I gave this woman a run for her money. She she had to watch me and be like, you look beautiful in the same dress so many times. And I just went back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. I would say after an hour and a half, like really a long time, I finally was like, all right, they're both beautiful. And that was the thing. Both dresses were great. I couldn't have gone wrong. And I was like, all right, fine. I'm going to go with the pink. I love pink. It's going to be great. We buy the dress. We get in the car. We go home. 
We went to a store that was probably like 45 minutes away from where we lived just because I lived in a small town in Connecticut. There, there weren't <laughs> too many places to go get floor-length gowns. So we're driving home. About halfway through the car ride, I look at my mom, and she knows immediately. And she's like, what? And I just look at her, and I'm like, nothing. And because she is a saint, she was like, you want the blue dress, don't you? And I was like, I think I want the blue dress. And it was just like, I I literally had this buyer's remorse panic attack over these two dresses that, for all intents and purposes, were really the same thing. They were going to do this, you know. And so... Because my mom is a saint, as I said, she calls the store up. This, again, the poor saleswoman must have been like, are you fucking kidding me? This lady again? And we were like, "Is are you still open? Great. Is the blue dress still there? Great. Put it on hold. We drive back. I try them both on again. I get the blue dress. We get in the car. We're on our way home. I look at my mom again, and this time every saint has their breaking point, and she was like, absolutely not. This is the dress. And I lived with it and I loved the dress I loved it I thought I looked great I was happy I felt confident I never thought about the pink dress again but in that moment it was I I decided that I was gonna try on a couple more dresses from the same designer because even though I knew I couldn't trust myself because I'm me and so I went to Justin Alexander and I tried on a handful of designs and I loved a lot of them and I almost wanted there to be one And they were all beautiful. They really were. Like, this guy can make a dress, let me tell you. And so everything was going to be great. And I I almost wanted there to be one that I was like, ah, this one or this one and the drama. But it was just so obvious to me what dress was my dress. And in like 10, 15 minutes throughout the whole thing, I was just like, this is the dress. And we picked it and it was great and I feel amazing and I said yes to the dress, as they say, and it felt great. And weirdly enough, that has been the experience with this wedding. This sort of feeling of the right thing just presents itself, and I just know. And I don't feel the stress that I usually feel about making a decision as someone who is very indecisive. And I was hoping it would... (laughs) you know, start to percolate into other areas of my life. It hasn't yet. You should have seen me trying to decide what restaurant we were going to order from the other night. I went through like seven Mediterranean restaurants that all served the same thing and got the same thing I always get, but it took me an hour to get there. But with the wedding, it really has been like we walked into the venue. It was like the second venue we saw. And again, I expected, I was like, we're going to go to so many venues. We walked in and we were like, this is it. And then the dress and the DJ and Pretty much everything has just been such an easy yes, including the proposal. (laughs) That that was also a very easy yes. And I decided I'm not going to stress myself out. I'm not going to make myself feel that I have to go through all of these options just because I can. And this might not sound like a big deal. This is revolutionary for me, okay? And a part of it, I think, is because there's someone else to make the decisions with. Someone else who is equally invested and cares about the decisions for you, but also for themselves. So it's not like when I had to decide what apartment I wanted to live in and I asked my mom or my friends for their opinion. When I ask 
Pat, do you like this venue? He's making the choice for himself just as much. So there is, I think for me, there is a confidence that comes in knowing someone else agrees with the decision or or in making a decision together and having someone to sort of bounce that off with. So I'm an external processor in every way possible. That is why I have a radio show because I need to talk about things to understand how I feel about them. And I'm also someone who really values other people's opinions. And I think sometimes it gets seen as a crutch that I can't make my own decision so I have to ask someone else to make it for me. But really, I just... I trust other people and you know the negative side to that is that I probably should trust myself more and not need to rely on these other people it's something I'm working on but I do I really trust people and I I value their opinions when they're people I care about whether that's family friends fiance the three F's if you will but it's been really nice to have someone who's equally as invested in what we're doing to make these decisions with so that I don't feel the weight of the decision on me and it made me realize that I think why I've been so indecisive my whole life and I don't know if any of you guys can relate to this if you can let me know because I'd love to externally process it with you (laughs) but I think the reason that I have had a hard time making decisions in the past is not because I don't know what I want in the end it's more this pressure of being wrong and having, having to take sole responsibility for being wrong. And I think this idea of someone else feels the same way or they're part of this decision alleviates that burden for me and allows me to actually hear what my gut is saying when it's saying go with this dress or go with this venue. And it's been really awesome. So in some ways... While I know most people would say wedding planning is like the most stressful thing they've ever done, it's been liberating for me. It also helps that Pat and I are (laughs) very opposite. Um, Sometimes I like to call him uh, the spreadsheet superhero because, first of all, I've like never been in an Excel document before until this. Like spreadsheets and I are, we don't get along. Um, And... Pat made makes very detailed spreadsheets and I am learning how to fill them out. I consistently fill them out incorrectly. But it's really helpful to have someone who is looking at it from such like a logical perspective while I am looking at it from a purely aesthetic and emotional perspective. And so, again, finding someone who can balance you out on that has been really helpful. But I do think that like when you are planning a wedding – even if the decisions come very easily for you, there is a weirdness in making these decisions so far in advance. And I know that that's what a wedding is. I know what it is. But, like, I'm looking at things, some of, like, the more nuanced things, like what shoes am I going to wear? And I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to want to wear many months from now. Like, it just, it feels crazy to decide something and put a lot of money towards it because everything you book has a strong deposit fee, let me tell you, and put a lot of money behind it and be like, all right, I am committed to this. Like, you know, if you're engaged for a year and you make a choice at the beginning of the year, I don't think I've changed tremendously as a person since this time last year, but like, 
I definitely like different, like, I used to never wear brown, and now the only pants I wear are this pair of brown pants from Abercrombie. Shout out to Abercrombie. But, like, that is something that if you had asked me if I wanted to wear them in December of 2021, I would have been like, no, I don't wear brown. And now I literally wear them every day. Like, it's problematic. I need to wear other pants. So it feels really weird to make these massive and expensive decisions so far in the future. And, and I maybe that's also why I've been able to be more decisive because it, it doesn't feel like it's affecting me now. In the same way that I said the wedding dress was really the first moment that I felt like this is a thing that I'm actually going to have at my wedding. Some of these things, like you book a photographer and you're like, all right, I'll see those photos in a year. Like who, who knows? It, it's so in the ether. It's such an idea. Um, so it's that's been an interesting... That's an interesting thing. There's also, it's, I'm finding it funny because I am indecisive. I like other people's opinions. I feel like I'm often, even if I have strong opinions, I feel like I can be easily swayed if somebody makes a good argument or if somebody cares really strongly about something. Like, you know, if, if my mom or my mother-in-law or Pat was like, I really want to do, I really want tall votives on the tables and I had been planning for short votives I would just be like yeah sure like that's my personality to be like if that's what you want go with it but I'm finding it funny there are a couple things that I am staunchly unmovable on like opinions that I will not change I have felt this way even before I started wedding planning I am confident I will continue to feel the same way even in the future when the decisions come to be and I guess I didn't even know I was that staunch on them until they were presented to me. But for me, one of those is the first look. And so many of my friends did, almost all of my friends did the first look. And as a bridesmaid, you get to see it and it's really magical. And and then, you know, the bride and groom, they get this special moment to themselves, which I watched The Office. I saw Jim and Pam get married. I know how important it is that Pat and I take moments to ourselves on our wedding day to enjoy it for us as well as with all of the people that we love. And so a lot of people I've talked to have really tried to steer me into doing a first look. Pat sometimes has been like, I I think it would be kind of good. Our photographer was like, it helps with your schedule of the day. My friends who have done it were like, we're so grateful we've done it. I, did, I don't know why. I feel so strongly that I do not want one. And I'm not saying that's the right decision and I don't think people who have them are making bad decisions. I, like I just said, it, a lot of my friends did it and I think it was amazing. For me personally, what I didn't realize until I started planning this wedding is that it is very important for me that the first time we see each other on that day is walking down the aisle. And it's throwing a wrench into our schedule, right? Because now we have to figure out our photos differently because I want to be able to go to my own cocktail hour. And, you know, we're, we're going to have to figure out, you know, what time the ceremony is and make sure that we don't see each other before that and all that sort of skirting around. And that to me is just something that I will not even entertain someone trying to tell me that we shouldn't do it. And it was, it was really the only thing, too, when Pat and I started talking about, well, what do you want for the wedding? You know, we, we had some ideas that we were both agreed with, and then I said this, and he said that. And, you know, originally I was very much like, I want a band, and he wanted a DJ. 
and we talked about it and we ended up on a DJ because, well, we went to a couple weddings with some really bad bands. But I said very early on, I was like, we are not doing a first look. And he was like, well, what if we, and I was like, no, <laughs> this is, this is the hill I'm going to die on. So it's been interesting to find that out. One big thing that I would say about wedding planning is it forces you to do and think about things that you've never done or thought about before. Like, <laughs> this is the most ridiculous example, but we sent out Save the Dates and I had to order stamps from the post office, which I know that's such a millennial statement to say that I've never done that before, but like I've only ever needed like 12 stamps at a time and I just like would go and get them at the post office or I just feel like there were always stamps somewhere in a drawer I could always like find a stamp like like I had some little elf who came in and like dropped some U.S. forever stamps with eagles on them around so that I would always be able to send mail but when you need a hundred stamps those elves can only do so much you know so I uh, ordered stamps and I started being like well what kind of stamps do we get like do we get flowers do we get hearts and Pat was like literally it's going to go in the garbage immediately so it doesn't matter but again I was able to make a decision I made my stamp choice um you're also asked to make decisions about things that you don't care about or or that you care about but you didn't know you cared about like charger plates and I care about aesthetics I care about home building and stuff but like if you had asked me a year ago what a charger plate was I would have been like is it one of those flat disc chargers for the iPhone like the wireless ones like I didn't know what they were and now suddenly I'm like well they have to be blue or whatever and it's just funny that you suddenly start to get these strong opinions about things that you really are not that vested in that's also been that's been a weird moment it's also been weird on the registry too because well the registry in general I think is a really funny tradition because it sort of feels like I get why they exist but the gifts that you put on a registry it sort of feels like the gift doesn't match the occasion (laughs) right you're like congratulations on finding the love of your life and committing to a lifetime together and building a family and getting married and doing the most monumental thing you've done in your life to date here's a serving spoon and also, like, some of the things that you put on there, like, you put your bed sheets on there. And then, like, your great aunt buys you your bed sheets. And you're like, this is so bizarre. Like, am I going to think about my great aunt every time I go to bed now? Like, I feel weird about that. And when you go to register, because we went and did it in person, when you go to register, um, they're like, you have to get all of these things. And they give you this overwhelmingly long list. And they're like, you need all of these things. And some of these things I'm like, I don't think I need, I don't think I need. Like I don't, I don't need salt and pepper shakers for every level of occasion. Like your day-to-day, your casual dinner party, your fancy dinner party, your holiday, and your gala that you happen to be throwing at your house. And then they're asking you questions. They're like, well, which vacuum do you want? And I'm like, the one that sucks up the dirt. Like I, I don't know these things. I don't have this knowledge yet. And, you know, we live in New York City. We rent an apartment. Someday we will own a house. And they're like, well, what color KitchenAid stand mixer do you want? Because I don't know if you guys know this, but if you get married and you don't register for a KitchenAid stand mixer, they actually won't consider your marriage to be legal. 
it's a binding part of the experience that you have to register for a KitchenAid stand mixer. It, it just is. And it's funny because I really thought, I was like, we don't bake. I, guys, I'm, I'm the worst baker in the world. Like, I have no patience for it. I'm terrible at it. I was like, we're not going to get the mixer. We walked into the store. There was the KitchenAid stand mixer. And I was like, we absolutely need one. And Pat was like, yeah, we a thousand percent do. We registered for the damn mixer. Obviously, but they're like, what color do you want it to be? And I'm like, I now, not only do I have to think about how I'm designing this wedding that is going to be happening a year in the future, now I have to think about what color I want my kitchen to be in the next two to three years. It's very overwhelming. And you just go around. And I I felt like in a daze, I don't, I felt, I think I blacked out when I went, when we went to the registry and I just like, you don't use a gun anymore, you use your phone, which kind of takes out some of the anticlimactic of like the little laser, like bleep, bleep. I was excited for that. I put so many things on this registry and I got home and I'm like, what in the name of God am I going to do? I registered for a $50 rolling pin because it was just there and I was like, wow, pretty. And I got home and I was like, if somebody spends $50 on a rolling pin for me, I'm going to hit myself on the head with the rolling pin. That is so waste. So I took that off. So, you know, there's a process of learning. And, and now I keep thinking of things. I'm like, oh, we should add this to the registry. We should add this to the registry. So it's a living, breathing document, if you will. But it's just another element of wedding planning that, again, I found all of this to be really fun. And it, I do make it sound very stressful. I, I know that that's how it sounds right now. But it hasn't been. It's just all these things that I start doing or I come away from doing and I'm like, wow, I had no idea I cared about this. Or, wow, I thought I cared about this and I really don't. And it's just, I don't know, there's so much that you have to think about with a wedding. And there's a lot of it that is very traditional, like the registry, that you have to question, does this tradition still make sense in today's age or for me in my life? Do I want to be traditional? Do I want to be more modern? But you look at a lot of these traditions or more traditional things about a wedding, like doing a first look or not doing a first look, and you have to think, okay, like, do I want to follow the tradition or am I more modern than that? Or or do I want to create my own tradition and do something? So it's been a fun experience of striking that balance between creating things that feel unique and like you haven't seen done before and then also finding ways to layer in the things that are always done because it feels special and it feels like oh my mom did this and my grandma did this and now I'm gonna do it I I think there's something really nice to that and the last thing I will say about planning a wedding is the beauty routine that is sort of thrown on you when you start saying you're a bride and then you start getting your algorithm is feeding you all this like bride-to-be content is really overwhelming to me and it honestly it scares me because it's like you should be getting a facial every month between now and your wedding and you have to do all these serums and are you gonna wear lashes and are I I went and I got my eyelashes permed which was like a whole that being a girl is the weirdest thing ever because one day I decided I wanted to go get my eyelashes permed and then I couldn't get them wet for three days and the woman told me you can't cry and then I watched a Christmas movie which obviously made me want to cry and then I freaked out that I was going to completely invalidate my lash lift experience because I couldn't help feel emotion and I was like this is one of the weirder things that I've ever done 
but they look great. Let me tell you, it's great to not have to put mascara on every day. But I just feel like there's so much beauty stuff that you're expected to do. And like, I definitely want to look my best at my wedding. I think everybody does. But at the same time, I want to look like myself, you know? I don't want to look like some unattainable version of who I am. So that's been that's been a funny process of me being like, well, I don't know. Should I Should I start exfoliating more? If you have any tips... If you have any, like, I did this in the months leading up to my wedding and my skin looked glowing or my hair was healthy or whatever, let me know because there's so much content out there about what you should be doing before your wedding that I've um, done none of it. Instead of, like, picking a few, I've decided, nope, not going to do any of it, too overwhelmed. Uh, so just sticking to my, <laughs> my usual routine. But, yeah, overall – Wedding planning has been really fun and I'm sure I will do another episode on this in a couple months as things change and you know right now we've just really been booking the sort of big things which I think are easier to make choices on and then I think once you get into the nitty gritty I'm sure like seating charts I can only imagine the stress that that's going to cause me but overall it's been fun it's been exciting and I just I can't wait for it to come to life. So the next challenge I think for me as we go into this new year is going to be being excited without wishing away all this time and still trying to enjoy this process of being engaged and planning a wedding and not just rushing to get to the wedding. But until next time, I'm Shannon Fiedler and this was Just Like Other Girls.